Good evening, everybody. This is a bonus edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are live, actually from my home, not Ivy Park. But I am super excited because I got WRBL's sports director, Jack Patterson. And I'm really excited, Jack. I've had you on uh, quite a bit. But we have a lot to talk about in sports. I mean, we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We got two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl. We got high school basketball, and we were just talking pre-show how Tuesday nights are absolutely nuts in the Chattahoochee Valley because you have some massive high school games. I know you were talking about how you just got back from uh, Pacelli. They defeated Strong Rock Christian, but I mean, we had uh, Russell County taking on Smith Station, LaGrange taking on Fayette County tonight. It's been crazy. Exactly. Yeah, I was all. In addition to that Pacelli game, I was also down at Spencer. They were playing uh, Southwest out of Macon. So, like I said, Tuesday night's all right for balling, Richard, all right? Hey, did you happen to catch the the Kendrick game, the Kendrick Northeast game? Because I was looking at the score, trying to get the score on Max Preps. You know, Kendrick is 5-5. Five and five. They're in fifth place in their region. Did, could you ever they, – they've won two straight games. I can't believe we're saying this. Kendrick can make the playoffs. Listen – I'll, I'll say this about this Kendrick team, and I've said it before. This is a team that is going to fight. If there's one thing I know about an Andre Die coach team, they are going to fight, and they are going to not be an easy out, okay? This is a team that can make the playoffs, point blank, okay? They're in a tough region. Obviously, Spencer still is still in that region. But, I mean, this is a tough, tough team, who knows how to fight, who knows how to scrap, who know how to get wins when it counts. So don't count this team out. It would not surprise me if the Cherokees make a run to the playoffs. And then the fun just continues this Friday. And I'm very excited because I have the privilege of being the PA announcer for Hardaway and Shaw. And we're talking about, you know, the girls game starts first. The Hardaway girls, I mean, look at 17-4, and 6-0 and in region play. Michaela Johnson, you know, we had a chance to see her at, at the Christmas tournament. I mean, she is a baller, but that's got to be some uh, bragging rights there between you and Tyler Redman. You know, you went to Shaw, he went to Hardaway. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big game Friday night. Yes, yeah, the WRBL Sports Bowl, basically. Anytime that the Raiders and the Golden Hawks get together, so definitely our eyes always kind of peaked at that. Uh, the girls got uh, Shaw earlier this early this year, and the uh, Shaw boys got Hardaway, so they're one and one now, and we'll have the rubber match, and maybe they'll meet up in the region tournament. You never know. But these two teams, is like I said, this is these are two programs who are just right there on the cusp, especially in the region they're in, they can do a lot of damage. Hardaway's a good team. They were always overshadowed because they have traditionally been in the same region as the Carver girls. So, you know, a lot of people don't see how good Hardaway has been, but they have been a really good team for a long time. And I think now that they're, you know, not in the same region as the Carver girls anymore, they're getting to, you're getting to really see what this team is capable of, and they're going to be a problem in the 4A playoffs. So, Jack, what are you doing with your Friday night? Are you going to make that trip down to Chaco and see Northside taking on Chaco? I'm going to be honest, Richard. I haven't even got to that point yet. We're just we're trying to get through uh, Wednesday. We're this is Tuesday night when we're recording, so uh, we're trying to get through Wednesday. You know, National Signing Day is a big deal. We got 15 schools we're covering. Oh so, and 
And then not only that, but you got Georgia-Auburn basketball going down at Neville Arena over on the Plains. And then this one near and dear to your heart, the Columbus Rapids with their home opener against Fayetteville at the Civic Center. So we're going to be covering all of that on Wednesday. So I haven't really gotten a chance to look at our schedule for when, I mean, for Friday quite yet, but I know high school basketball will definitely be on tap. Well, like I did during football season, I would have my high school uh, football show on Fridays, and I would have my top 10 teams from East Alabama and top 10 teams from West Georgia. Now, I had Thrift on uh, last week, and we kind of got back and forth. Who is the number one team in West Georgia? And it's really a debate between Spencer and St. Ampicelli, because I'm including the GIAA. And my criteria is, I'm wondering if this is the same criteria for you, Jack, which team their pathway to the state championship is the easiest. I know Spencer won it in 4A, but now they're in 2A, and Spencer right now 18-4 and overall, 10-0 and in region play. And then Santa Pacelli just got a big win over Strong Rock Christian. Hopefully Thrip Berenger will be on. He could talk about that game. But he thinks that Santa Pacelli has an easier path to a state championship in the GIAA. They already won one in football. I think Spencer can win it in 2A. But which team do you think has the easiest path to the state title? I'll definitely say Pacelli has the easier path, but a lot of people will say, oh, that's because they're playing in the GIAA now. And my response to that is, I don't think Pacelli has the easier path because they're playing in the GIAA. I think they have the easier path because of the schedule they've played this year. In addition to playing a team like Spencer, who they played earlier this season, you know, you got to understand, Pacelli's over here playing 6A, 7A teams in the state of Georgia and beating them. They're battle-tested. Like, this team has played some of the best talent in the state of Georgia and have come out on top. I don't think there's anybody in the GIAA that can touch that. I don't think there's many teams in the GHSA that could touch that. So that's like, I don't care if they were in the GIAA or they were in 1A in the GHSA like they were last year. I think Pacelli is a definite threat. To win the state title, you ha- I honestly say they're your favorite at this point. And that's not to say anything against Spencer, because this Spencer team is really good. I got to see them tonight, and they are really good. They are as explosive as ever. The fast break is one of the deadliest I've seen. Their transition offense is just lethal. If you turn it over, you can almost count it for two points. And normally, you can also see the reincarnation of Dunk City over on the south side of Columbus, because those boys know how to get up in the air and put it home. You know, I had uh, the Columbus State uh, men's head basketball coach, Robert Moore, and the Columbus State women's head basketball coach, Matt Hauser, and they talked about the talent here in the Chattahoochee Valley, how recruiting is easy for them. Because, look, you got Jabria Lindsay over at Central. That that Coach Hauser is is just looking at her. She's only a freshman, and uh, she is probably going to automatically be a Columbus State Cougar. I, I guarantee you she's probably going to get an offer right away. I mean, she could probably play at UConn. I mean, Lindsay's just having a great season for Central. And, uh, you know, Coach Moore talked about Tyson McDaniel over at Spencer. I mean, 6'7", he's got an NBA frame. He's got a 7-foot wingspan. We had a chance to see him at the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament, and he was just a dominant player. I mean, Northside did pull it out at the buzzer, but, uh, you know, Spencer having just a great season – and you got to look at this talent in the Chattahoochee Valley. And, you know, we talked about West Georgia, but I want to go over to East Alabama because right now, you know, I rank my top 10 teams. The number one team out of East Alabama right now is the Valley Rams, 24-0. Get this, Jack. They went into their 
rival's backyard in Lafayette, a hostile environment, and they got the win. I think Valley, because they went from 6A to 5A, I think their path to the state title is pretty easy. You know, I'll say this about this Valley team, and they are they were our athletes of, week, of the week a couple of weeks ago. This team is on a mission. It is Birmingham or bust. And there's so many storylines with this Valley team. You know, you got a lot of seniors on this team. But the biggest story for this team for me is, and you just talked about the two schools. You're talking about Valley and Lafayette. Those two schools are merging after this year. These are This is the last year for Valley Ram basketball and for Lafayette too. And Lafayette is doing great as well. So those are, that's two teams I'm going to be watching as they make runs into the playoffs because they're both going to be playoff teams. I'm going to be really watching them because that's a motivating factor. You know, we always talk about, you know, can you be the first to do something? But in our in our industry, it's not often you get to be the last to do something. And for those two schools, for those two programs, this is it. They're going to be together next year. The two schools merge. It's going to be a completely new slate. So it's going to be what can you do as a part of this last team in program history? And right now, this Valley team, I just really think they are on a mission to go to Birmingham. One school I'm actually impressed with, you know, we talked about the Central Red Devils, uh, the Lady Red Devils with Jabria Lindsay, 15-9 overall, 5-1 and in their region. But the men's team, the Central Red Devils men's team is 15 and 9 and 1 and 2 in the region. And you know, you know, Central's great in football. They won a state title back in 2018. They just won a state title in baseball. I mean, we when we think of like talented basketball teams in the Chattahoochee Valley, we think of Auburn, we think of Smith Station. We we don't really think of Central. They're having a great season. Are you surprised with the success that the Central Red Devils have done in basketball this year? I'm not surprised. You know, yeah, they had a couple of years where you could say they were down, but I'm not surprised that they're being competitive. I think the biggest detriment they have is the fact that you're in an area that is Auburn, Smith Station, and Central. It's three teams to make the playoffs. And it's the same deal we always talk about in baseball, where you have these good teams, and hey, one of y'all are not making the playoffs. So it is really comes down to, you know, the work you're putting in in the – preseason, the work you're putting in and your non-region schedule, which for Alabama is huge because of the area format that they play. There's only three teams in the area. Well, four teams. I forget that they've included Opelika in that area now. But you have four teams in the area, which means only two make the playoffs. It is far from easy to get it done, but this is why you always see whoever makes it out of this area and usually go on to success in the regionals and then, you know, eventually up to Birmingham as well. And when you look at East Alabama, of course, I was the public address announcer for Russell County last year. They're having a great season. I mean, they beat Smith Station on senior night. Uh, Russell County's having a good year. You also have Glenwood. I had the privilege of helping Thrift Barringer call the Glenwood games against Abbeville Christian over the weekend. I think the Glenwood girls can three-peat. I mean, they looked amazing. I know that uh, Coach Purdue has a younger team this year. I mean, their starting point guard is an eighth grader. And and the Glenwood boys, I know Lee Scott Academy is going to be a big hurdle. I mean, they only have one loss this season. Their only loss was to Pacelli in the Border Wars. 
And I know that if Glenwood wants to try to get a an AISA state championship, I know that Lee Scott Academy is standing right in front of them. But I think the Glenwood girls can do it. I think both Glenwood schools can compete for a state title in the AISA. Yeah, I agree with you. I think both teams are, you know, going to be destined to have their seasons in in the Crampton Ball Multiplex. The question is, how will they end at the Multiplex? And, you know, the same thing for Lee Scott as well. The Lee Scott boys are out here wrecking shop in the AISA. And honestly, man, at this point, is one the wonder thing. The one thing you got to wonder is who's going to stop them at this point. It might be the Glenwood boys. But as we get set, they start the region. They, in fact, they start their region tournaments tomorrow on February first. Right. So you know, the, like I said, when we get to February, the frenzy begins, and we don't. There's no warming up in the bullpen. We're getting right at it. You got to think about it. We're crowning a state championship champion in the AISA in ten days, Richard. So this is about to get fast and furious, quick, fast, and in a hurry. That is crazy. Well, Jack, I got to ask you, you and Tyler are super busy in the Chattahoochee Valley, always out and about covering sports. With football winding down, we're about two weeks away from the Super Bowl. What does your schedule look like? You know, you you mentioned Auburn basketball. You got Auburn gymnastics. You've got uh, Georgia basketball, Alabama basketball. I mean, there's a lot of sports here to cover and also the the high school basketball that's going on. You also have high school baseball coming up and you also have Columbus State baseball and and still the Cougars and Lady Cougars are wrapping up their Peach Belt Conference in the regular season and they get ready for Peach Belt play in the conference tournament. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, once you get through football season, you know, things start to calm down and everything. And that's not the case, you know, at least not in February, because February is one of the busiest months of the year because we have the basketball playoffs. You know, like I said, it gets started tomorrow, you know, with the uh, AISA regional tournaments getting underway. Plus, you have National Signing Day coming up. Got Georgia Auburn, which. You know, that game is bigger than it normally has been in recent years. Now that you've got a Georgia team that, hey, they, they're pretty solid this year. And then Auburn, a top 25 team, you know, we'll have the Iron Bowl basketball coming up on February 11th as well. So we're going to, ha- you know, have some big games over on the Plains. You know, Tennessee comes to town in early March. And then, yeah, like I said, all of the state basketball tournaments, the AISA will crown a state champion around February 10th. And then after that, you go into the AHSAA regionals over in Montgomery at Garrett Coliseum. That's going to be around the middle of the month. And then at the same time, you start the playoffs in the GHSA and the GIAA. They'll crown their champions in early March. So it's really a six-week stretch where we really go all in on high school basketball, as you know. And we have several teams in our area that are threats to win championships. So we've got to go and cover them, you know. We always say, if you win, you will get we'll get you covered. And a lot of teams are doing a lot of winning, Richard. All right, Jack. So the Super Bowl is two weeks away. Super Bowl 57, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. There's not really a rooting tie for me, but I do like to take that local angle. You have some Georgia players for the Philadelphia Eagles. N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis is having a great season and also a local player to the Chattahoochee Valley. I know he got injured during preseason, but Central's Justin Ross. I mean, he's going to get yeah. a Super Bowl ring if the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's impressive, you know, for a, a player like him. I remember when he played at Central, he was just amazing. 
absolutely. You know, I got to have I got to be front row and center for a lot of Justin Ross's moments at Gary Harrison Stadium. And you know, honestly, it's still one of the greatest catches I've ever seen a high school player made when he hits this one-handed catch in the back left corner of the end zone and it went viral, made sports center, everything. So I, I you know, for me to see I you know I wish he was out there on the field but yeah man if you they have a Super Bowl ring nobody can take that away from him it should be an exciting Super Bowl uh, it's a little early to make a prediction I mean I think the Eagles have the little bit better defense but man if Patrick Mahomes is healthy look out because he was hobbled on one leg and he carried his team to us to a AFC championship win and and that that was a uh, pretty impressive you know Jack I'm a 49ers fan I'm a little bummed out that the 49ers had lost four quarterbacks and they couldn't finish the game, but it's okay. Next season, uh, 2023, I think the Falcons looking good with their new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen. Uh, they have a lot of cap space. Uh, what do you think about this? I actually threw this out there. I think that Stetson Bennett could be a third or fourth rounder in the upcoming NFL draft. How do you feel about the Falcons drafting Stetson Bennett as a backup quarterback to Desmond Ritter? You know, I haven't thought about that, Richard, to be honest, you know, but I'm really intrigued to see how the Falcons handle this quarterback situation because, you know, everybody says the rumor is that they're going to be in play for Lamar Jackson. And I'll be honest with you, as much as talented as Lamar Jackson is, as much as I love him as a player, my biggest concern with him, him, there's two concerns. One is, can he stay healthy for a full season? He hasn't been able to do that the last few years. And then the secondly is, do you want to tie, after just getting out of a salary cap nightmare after the outcross that was Matt Ryan's contract, do you want to get right back in that? Because that's exactly what you're going to do if you're going to have to do in order to sign a guy like Lamar Jackson. And to be honest, you know, the one thing I've kind of noticed is that a lot of the teams that are successful nowadays, with really the one exception being the Kansas City Chiefs, is that most teams are successful towards the back end of their quarterback's rookie contract because you still have them on an entry-level deal. You're not having to pay them a ton of money, and you're able to go spend that money elsewhere. And, you know, outside of Mahomes, which I, I don't know how Kansas City is pulling this off, but outside of that, I haven't really seen anybody do that in a while. So I really think that it might behoove the Falcons to see what they have in Desmond Ritter. You know, give him some time. I would use that salary cap space that you have. Go shore up the D. Go get some weapons on offense. Because as much as I love Drake London, I don't think he's your number one quite yet. Go get you a bet at to be wide receiver number one. Put Drake at your two. You know, I think the biggest problem we had is when you have got when you have to rely so much on guys like Alameda Zacchaeus and Demir Bird in high profile positions, which nothing against them, but you know, is obviously not your most talented guys. You know, I think you have a guy like Bird as your slot guy, he's got so much speed that you can really, you know, turn and burn on somebody. But I really think that the Falcons would be better off if they use their cap space to go get some weapons on offense and then shore up that defense and then see what where 2023 takes you 
And the Atlanta Falcons have the easiest schedule according to uh, the schedule projections. And then we'll have the schedule release coming up right around the NFL draft. You know, the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick. I think they're going to trade that pick down. I mean, they could get Jalen Carter from Georgia. They could get Will Anderson. Uh, but I think that the Houston Texans are going to get Bryce Young. He's going to get be the first quarterback off the board. They just signed D'Amico Ryans as their new head coach. He got a six-year deal. Sad to see him go as a 49ers fan on that defensive uh, coordinator position. But I still think that the 49ers, with all that talent, they they just plug-and-play coordinators. And that's all they do, and they get compensatory picks. And really, that's exciting. But, Jack, uh, before I let you go, I was trying to get Thrift Berenger on the show uh, so we could just – the three of us could just talk back and forth. The River Dragons. We have not talked about the River Dragons having an incredible season. They have the best record in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. They got a big road trip going up to take on the second best team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League, the Danbury Hattricks. But it's really been a mixture of the players that we know and have gone to love, like Jay Krupp and Alex Storjahan, and you have the new players like Jacob Kelly and Cody Wickline, and, and they now have a rookie goaltender, Brendan Coolgan, who's just been amazing. He pitched a shutout last week against Port Urana. We talked about the River Dragons before. I mean, they were so close last year to the Commissioner's Cup against Watertown. What are their chances of hoisting that Commissioner's Cup this year? I say they're... I didn't think it could be, but it is better than last year, Richard. You know, at least in my eyes, I think they're the odds are favorite right now. But, you know, even though they did have that, you know, that kind of mini slump against Carolina a couple weeks ago, but I really think this team is set up for success. Boom Boom's got the guys playing at a very high level. You know, you got, you're talking about a team that is winning at a historic pace for hockey teams in Columbus history, okay? You know, you're talking about they are in the rarefied air of really the only team to really be better than them as of right now is the 98 Cotton Mouse. And, mm -hmm. you know, they went on to set records. And not only that, but I believe they won the uh, ECHL that year. So this is – we're talking about the River Dragons are in rarefied air right now, and they just keep winning. Now, this is going to be a tough test. Dan Barry's really good, and they gave the Dragons all they wanted when they came down to the Civic Center a couple months ago. So it's going to be a great matchup up in the up, as the Dragons go north. But I really am interested to see how the Dragons perform. And you talked about how it's a, a mix of the guys we know and the guys that you know, are making a name for themselves right now. And that's the beauty of minor league hockey, Richard. You know, well, you know, we see Bailey Burden get the call up to go to the SPHL, and we see the, uh, the presence of Brendan Kogan, who had like a six, a five or six straight games with a shutout, yeah. you know, right after he takes over from Big Bernie as a starting goaltender. You know, it's things like that. And that's a credit to the coaching staff to be able to have guys who could come right in and you have them trained up enough where they're, you know, it's next man up. You don't have to worry about any rust. And like I said, the guys have come in and they have made a name for themselves quick, fast, in a hurry. Another uh, great pickup, I think, for the Dragons earlier this year is a player from that championship Watertown team last year, Alexander Jabea. He has played a big role for the Dragons over the last few weeks. And I think that's going to pay dividends as well as we get down towards the playoffs. You know, to have somebody who's been there and done that, that's a rarity in this kind of in this kind of league where, you know, you're in the when you're in the neighborhood of call-ups and stuff like that. So to be able to have that 
kind of experience, I think they'll pay dividends as we get down towards the end of the season. All right, Jack, and of course, tomorrow at the Columbus Civic Center, the Columbus Rapids, men and women's team taking on the Fayetteville Fury. I am super excited that I'm going to be up in the press box calling those two games. Uh, they actually, the men's team took it to Tampa Bay, 12-7. to Brandon Cervantes with a career-high four goals. Now, we didn't have a live show at Ivy tonight to talk about these games, uh, but I appreciate you, Jack, here on there. I know that you and uh, Tyler have been covering Rapids and all the highlights. and it, It's something new in the Fountain City, but these soccer fans that are part of club teams can really get to be a part of something special. It is going to be club night at the Columbus Civic Center. But uh, how far can this Rapids team go? I know that Memphis and Fayetteville you know, have really been the standard. You know, Memphis winning the championship for the women and then Fayetteville winning the championship for the men. But, I mean, I've seen this Rapids team in person, the men and the women. There's just a lot of firepower, and I think that they're going to figure that – I think they're going to figure it out. Yeah, that's the thing about it, Richard, is you got to remember, this is just year two. We're starting year two for this team. So you are you figure out, okay, what worked, what didn't work last year, and, you, you know, tr- take a different approach to it, and you see where it goes. And, you know, to see the men's team come out, you know, with a big win against Tampa Bay, you know, we didn't really see that a lot from the men last year. So it's a great sign early on. And the team has put a lot of resources into making this team better to, you know, creating a culture of winning here in Columbus. You know, so I am excited to see where this team is going to do. I'm going to be in attendance tomorrow night covering the game for a uh, news three. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what is going to be like in the civic center. I really think I have high hopes for the team this year. I really think they can do something in the NISL, both men and women. I really think that the moves they've made in the offseason have the opportunity to pay big dividends. And will it end up in the championship? Who knows? It's still early on. You still got not only, you know, you, you talk about Memphis and Fayetteville. You know, you got the two new um, expansion teams in Orlando. I mean, in Florida as well, Orlando and Tampa Bay. So you still have a lot of time. And you got to see how those expansion teams are going to play and, you know, see what, Memphis and Fayetteville bring it to the table and obviously what the Raptors are bringing to the table. So it's hard to say right now, but it's definitely kind of a feeling out period, if you will, to see who's, you know, bringing what to the table. Well, Jack, I know that you've got to do the sports tonight on WRBL, but uh, tell everybody out there where they can find you. If they want to follow you on social media or just watch you tonight on WRBL. Absolutely. So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jay Patterson TV. You can follow the News 3 Sports team at WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. And then you can watch us on TV, WRBL News 3, the CBS affiliate here in the Chattahoochee Valley as Thrift Behringer joins the party. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can catch us on TV every weeknight at 6 and 11. We got you covered on weekends as well. Taking care of all things sports here in the Chattahoochee Valley. Literally just saw Jack, Richard, I mean, talking about not even two hours ago. Um, and we'll have him on the show on Sports Vision. Jack, it's always good to see you, man. And he's going from one place to the next. And, Jack, I didn't even text you the score, so I need to give you that update. It was 93-42 to uh, 42 was the final score for the boys game. It was a slaughterhouse at the land. I'm going to say, they put the foot on the pedal after I left, didn't they? Oh, yes, they did. They had like 43 points points. at the half. It was 43-21. In the third quarter alone, they won 30-8. to 
Um, so when you're up by 22 and then you win a quarter by 22, uh, they're going to have running clock in the fourth quarter, and that went by a lot faster. They were trying to get to 100. They just couldn't be able to do that. But a great win for Coach uh, Corey Black and the Vikings. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've, I wanted to have both of you on here because I just wanted to relish this moment. I mean, you two have really been a lot to me, really, as I try to get my broadcasting career going. I enjoy watching you, Jack, on Sports Visions. And just I'm just excited, super excited that you and, you know, being on Sports Visions with DJ Jones and Thrift Behringer, um, you just do a great job. And, you know, I'm just just blessed just to be a part of the, you know, the media here in the Chattahoochee Valley along with you and Thrift. Yeah, listen, I look up the the Jack. I love hanging out with him. I literally just went um, with Rex. And by the way, me and Rex are sitting there. We're watching a game. And guess who comes and has a drink with us and watches some of the Eagles 49ers game? Guess who we saw there? Jack, I think you know. I have no idea. Oh, Rex didn't tell you. Oh, Scott Brand, the River Dragons general manager. That is not surprising at all. At at all. And listen – had a thoroughly had a, a lot of fun talk some river dragons of course um but of course the main reason i brought that up was because richard i mean yourself jack rex i mean we all tyler redmond jonathan hoppy we're all trying to do the same thing okay we're trying to give exposure to these athletes these coaches that are doing an excellent job around this area whether it be professional college or even in the high school and middle school ranks and i think uh we're going to continue to grind continue to grow and uh, it's been a lot of fun this year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thoroughly enjoyed being able to hang out with Jack on the Georgia-Tennessee game. I literally was under his wing the entire day. I'll always cherish that moment. And uh, it's been a really good year for my broadcasting career as well. And we're just going to keep grinding. That's all we can do, gentlemen, just keep grinding, getting better every week. Absolutely. As another person from this area, Josh Pate, has told me time and time again, the grind is a blessing. So to be able to grind to do what you love and have fun doing it and to get paid to do it, that is a blessing. Exactly right. And I know that I just got to continue pushing myself and pushing because uh, eventually I will get there where one of these days I might even be in contention for a Gabby. That's my goal is to win a Gabby. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, you know, to, to be honest with you, that was my goal. From day one of being in the sports office, hey, we were able to accomplish that back in October. And, you know, from, you know, for me, it was the first statewide award that I had won. So it was it was a big deal for me. It was a big deal for this sports department who hadn't won an award in God knows how long. So it was it was a big deal. And, you know, it's a goal that is not so much you do it for the accolades as it is to be recognized by your peers. Yes. That's Yes. So it's a goal to, to strive for, not only for you, Richard, but for you too, Thrift. You know, they have stuff for, for sports. So it's an opportunity to be able to get recognized. And it's a nice thing to have on your resume, you know, to be able to say, hey, I'm a Gabby Award winner, you know. And, you know, you never know where it goes from there. And, you know, it, talking about Gabby, I, I, don't, I didn't win an award as prestigious as that, Jack, which is an awesome award. I was so – me and DJ were so excited for you and Rex last year. Um, but we did win the Tri-City Awards Entertainment. They have an uh, award ceremony they've done the last four or five years. I was, uh, I won online best online personality, and then Flavor 92.1 won the hottest online radio station. So for what it's worth, I can tell that people are watching. Do we do it for the awards? No. no. Is it a goal? 
Yes, and it's okay to have a goal, but not be the ultimate reason why you're doing what you're doing. And also going back to Josh Pate, I just saw something he posted on Instagram and I thought this was perfect. And I've actually heard the same thing. It says, if you got a lot of traffic in your lane, then create your own one. And if you create your own lane, guess what? It's a lot of road ahead for you to be able to grind. That is one of the things that, you know, Jack, you didn't have it a conventional way of getting to where you're at. I know I haven't had a conventional way to get where I'm at, and I don't care. I love every minute of it, and we're just going to keep getting better each and every week. And I'm excited where Columbus sports is at right now, especially with baseball season starting. On the land today, Jack, you had Shaw Pacelli playing baseball when you're on the water, and then you had basketball going on as well, and then we got soccer coming up. I mean, I don't know how Jack and Tyler sleep, so more power to you, man. Uh, yeah, I usually around this time of year, I usually average about five hours of sleep. Like I'll get up, I'll get, I'll get up, uh, leave here tonight, go, go home, catch a nap, uh, and then we'll be rocking and rolling first thing tomorrow for signing day. Tomorrow's gonna be a man, probably like a 15, 16 hour day tomorrow. But guess what, man, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always tell people that signing day is my favorite day of the year because you're seeing kids recognize dreams. You see parents who, you know. They, they don't have to pay for college, you know, that that is life changing, you know, and you, in some cases you have some kids who are a person or family to go to college, man, that is a big deal. And, you know, to be able to be a part of that, to be, uh, you know, just to, you know, to be able to, you know, give that, to be a part of that for them, that's a big deal. And I don't take that responsibility lightly. And it is a, just, like I said, it just does my heart good, man. When you see these kids up there, yeah, you know, they're dressed up and they're up there with their teammates and then you get to see them up there with their coaches and then with their family. Like, it's just the best, man. It, re it really is just the best. It doesn't get much better than that. And, you know, some people will say, oh, man, I know you guys don't feel like doing that. And it's the contrary, you know, to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, the glamorous thing is, you know, going to Georgia, you know, going to cover national championships or SEC championships or bowl games or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, the Masters, whatever the case might be. And don't get me wrong. Those are amazing things, once-in-a-lifetime things that I will always cherish. But at the same time, it's just as important to me to be there and to document and to give these kids their just due. I've always said that I want to put a positive spotlight on these kids whenever I can. And one way you could do it is – to be them for be there for them on their big days. We got uh, photographers going to 15 different schools tomorrow, and I could not be more proud of the coverage we're getting ready to do tomorrow. And I'm excited to be able to watch it too, Jack. And for someone that signed at West Georgia Tech, my brother signed at CVCC. I know those are not huge, big schools. It did not matter. I feel like I was on top of the world. And I know what, what you're exactly what you're talking about with these other athletes. And I take something from a guy that means a lot to me. He's probably gotten thousands upon thousands upon thousands of kids to play at the college level. That's Corey Black. He says D free. Okay. Yeah. No where it is, if you're getting a chance to go to school for free, get your education for free, then you're getting to play a sport you love, no matter if it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be. I mean, I think you pretty much won. And then you can take advantage of where you're at, the connections, and then get on with your life and your career, whatever it may be. Um, so I'm excited about what tomorrow presents. And I'm excited that we got a bunch of guys, maybe not going D1, but D2, D3, wherever they're going, they're going to play college ball. And that makes me excited. And I'm glad you and Tyler are going to be all over the place covering it as best you can. 
Exactly. I think we have a team of seven shooters going out and about. You know, I'll be out and about around the city. I'll be at Central, Spencer, and I want to say Northside. I, I can't remember the doggone schedule I made. <laughs> but I think those are the three schools I'm hitting up in addition to covering the Rapids tomorrow night. And, you know, we've got Tyler. He's going to be over covering Auburn. Then he'll swing over, cover Harris County before he goes back to Auburn to go cover Georgia Auburn tomorrow night. So, you know, like I said, tomorrow night is absolute tomorrow is gonna be absolutely crazy for the sports department. Oh, yeah. But there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it when you're doing what you love and you get paid for it and you're just having the blast. You're having the time of your life, man. There's nothing like it. You know, you're you're willing to grind because you know it's fun and you know what you're doing is good work, man. You know. For the people of the Chattahoochee Valley, man, it's, you know, they deserve it. It's worth it. You know, and I, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times, man. Being from here and you just know things are different. Yeah. And this is, I, I would say this is a point in time where I don't know if sports in Columbus has ever been better. I really don't. Where there's the high school scene where, you know, I've always said that, you know, you can have I can you can give me a sport and I can tell you a high school that's gonna contend in the state for a state championship is almost to the point where you can give me a sport and I can tell you multiple teams in every sport that's gonna contend for a state championship. You're talking about the Columbus Chattahoos, who's always been good. You're talking about the Columbus River Dragons, who, as we talked about earlier, is on a historic pace. You're talking about the Columbus Rapids, who there's a lot of excitement around that team, a lot of excitement around the, the Columbus Lions coming up in this year as well. And then CSU basketball is doing great. CSU baseball has been doing fantastic, and they're getting ready to start a new season. And, you know, CSU soccer coming off a great year last year as well. You know, like I said, it's just so much. And that's just, you know, the Columbus general area. We're not talking about, you know, Auburn University. We're not talking about UGA. You're not talking about Alabama. You know, heck, I you know, you can even go up to LaGrange College, who they were in the D3 World Series last year, you know. That is just so much incredible things going on in sports around this area right now. Yeah, it's a lot, but man, is it ever so much fun. I've been a part of so many moments in just the last calendar year alone that I could probably write a book about. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I really appreciate you, both of you, Really, without hesitation, every time I ask both of you to be on the podcast, you're always there because I know you two love just to talk about sports because really it's our passion. We love to talk about sports. I've been grinding trying to get this podcast off the ground. I've had over 550 episodes. I've done this podcast for three years now, and I just want to continue just building my brand. This podcast is broadcasted on a local radio station at WQEE up in Noonan. And it really, my goal since day one was to do local sports talk radio in Columbus. And I know one day that could be a possibility. And I know that I, I have really you two and all other uh, media personalities in Columbus to thank, really, for making the content sound great. Three words for you, Richard. Keep on grinding. Yes. Thank you, Jack. I definitely will. And thank you, Thrift. Uh, just... Everything that you've done for me as well, help you know, helping you out with the basketball games. You know, I, I just love doing it. And yeah, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to come up in the booth tomorrow and help me call that Rapids game. You know, I might be calling that game by myself. 
going to be a pretty decent game. Jack was home. He might make his way down to watch it. To be the yep, I'll be there. For the Rapids. Yeah. So, and, you know, with the River Dragons on the pace they're on, and me and Scott, you know, I was asking him, I'm like, man, this is pretty incredible how many wins you have right now. The fact that you can end the season with single-digit losses, that is pretty pretty great. And it's, it, it gives credit to the organization. And, yes. Jack, we've been here our whole life. All right, and we've had a lot of teams come through. This is not the first River Dragons organization we've had come through Columbus, Georgia. We had a G League team 15 years ago that didn't last. The Cop Mouse that we thought was going to be a staple didn't last. I honestly think the way they are set up from top to bottom, River Dragons going to be here for a long time. We hope that the Rapids continue their their pace and the way they're going in their second year. And Richard, you do a great job. And then the Lions. We all know the, the struggles and what they're going through right now, but eventually we hope that, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll get back to where we were under Jason Gibson. But you're right. It's a good time to be alive. It's a good time that we got a lot of great things going on. And Jack, I know I'm going to see you here in the next couple of days, probably some high school game where I'm calling. It seems like we're running to each other at least two or three times a week. Yep, basically. <laughs> And Jack, I know you got to get going because you got to do the sports tonight at WRBL. I, I know if you actually signed off on the show like 20 minutes ago. But yeah, as soon I, as I was coming on, you could <laughs> off. But that shows you how much Jack is always. And, and this is another thing too, Richard. If we all learn to work together, we all can accomplish the goals individually that we want to accomplish, and then we can help each other out in the long run. There's no reason to turn your nose up at people. I've never been that way. People have been that way to me, and I know it didn't make me feel good, so I'm never going to be that way to anybody else. And Jack's always gracious with his time. And by the way, on Thursday, we're going to have Jack Patterson on the Sports Vision Radio Show, 410, and he's going to talk about every signing that happened on Wednesday. I'm going to pick his brain about the River Dragons. You know, Jack, the questions are coming, so me and DJ are looking forward to having you on on Thursday. Well, also on Thursday's show, too, this is going to be a tease. I will be more than likely calling you from my alma mater because I, Shaw is introducing their new head coach at 345. Yes. Who yes, is that's right? Is I it, do not know who it is. Because I, can I take a guess? Here, here, the the I don't know who it is. I, I'm, the gonna, crazy I'm gonna guess the Nighthawk, Damon Daniels. And that's your guess, or you know? That's my guess. Okay. Well, listen, here's the thing. You know, DJ, he's in the know with everyone. Okay. DJ Jones knows everybody around here, everybody knows DJ. And so trust me, there were not but one, but two, but maybe even three phone calls that were happening before the show of people asking questions. We really didn't get a lot of details, even though we weren't, we're keeping it close to our best right now. But just stay tuned as Jack's talking about. Um, we look forward to having it. And if I know DJ, we'll probably end up having the future coach on our show in the next couple of days as well. So mm -hmm. looking forward to that. I'm glad you dropped that nugget, Jack, because this is a big deal. Shaw you was a thing. Shaw was one of the premier spots under Coach Flowers. I can only imagine they, they get the right guy in there in place. Shaw can go back to their winning ways. I so, mean, Shaw football is a real thing, man. I got to experience it firsthand myself, so it's a real thing, man. So that Sports Visions on Thursday, Flavor 92.1 and Facebook Live. That is a can't-miss show. Can't Everybody miss. who's a sports fan in Columbus needs to turn into that show. I will be watching uh, probably from my phone, but uh, Jack, uh, I've – I'm excited to have see you on there and uh, Thrift and DJ Jones. And really, another guy that could really be the fourth square here on this Facebook Live is DJ Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he has really taken the time out of his busy schedule, and he's always agreed to be on my show as well because 
He's passionate about sports and he loves what he's doing because it's really all about the coverage here in his hometown where he grew up in. Yeah, and I, I'm going to speak for myself. He's been a, an excellent mentor. He's opened so many doors for me that I never even imagined would be opened. I, I've spoke about this eloquently to Jack and everyone else, but it's not just me because, Jack, you can speak on it for yourself, but Rex, Hoppy, he says the same thing about all of us when we go up there and we do all the awards lunch and presenting awards, allowing y'all to come on the show. But way before me, y'all used to come on your – you've had a staple now for three years, four years on Sports Visions. He, if he believes in you and he knows how good you are, he can help you get to where you want to be. And that shows you a legend, in my opinion. That is the definition of a legend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say this, and then I got to get ready to bounce to get the show done. But, you know – one of the greatest highlights of my career, which is, you know, it's, you know, it's still fairly young, but yeah. one of the greatest things I've been able to do in my career is to be able to sit in the chair I sit in and I get to fall in the footsteps of people. Uh, you know, we always hear about the, the legends who have been in this, who have come through WRBL, you know, Reese Davis used to work here, yep. you know, but for me, the biggest thing is I get to follow in the footsteps of DJ Jones. Because not only, you know, was DJ a sports director here in the early 2000s, but, you know, I get to be, you know, follow in the steps of DJ Jones. I'm, you know, the second black sports director in the city of Columbus, and okay. DJ was the first. That mm -hmm. means a lot. That, you know, that's a responsibility, too. And I've had several conversations with DJ about that. And, you know, it is very something that's very important to me and it's something I don't take lightly. And, you know, to be able to follow his footsteps, that is a big deal. And it's something that regardless of where my career takes me, something that I will cherish is the fact that I have gotten not only following DJ's footsteps, but I've gotten to work so closely with him. I'll see you Thursday, Jack. Appreciate it as always, yeah. brother. Thanks, Appreciate Jack. you, fellas. All right, uh, Jack Patterson signing off. He's got to go do the sports tonight at WRBL. We, I really thrift. It's been great just having you and Jack Patterson uh, here on this Facebook Live on my feed. You know, I've I've switched the venue. I'm no longer at Ivy. I'm at the the comfort of my home uh, on the. Uh, but uh, we had a good show earlier today as well. But thrift, uh, man, you had an incredible night calling another two victories for the St. Ampicelli Vikings and Lady Vikings. I'm looking at these scores. The Lady Vikings it was winning a... sixty to twenty-one, yeah. and then the Vikings win Strong Rock Christian ninety-three to forty-two. Yeah, they, these games are they they blew out St. Mary's Academy by one hundred and five. If he played the starters the whole game, they probably could have scored two hundred points last Friday. Then against Strong Rock, if he played the starters the whole game, they would have probably scored one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty points. Dominant performance. Uh, th these are teams that are just not up to par with St. Epicelli, but but in the league they play in, there's a lot of these teams. It doesn't take away the greatness of this Pacelli Vikings, and a lot of people are like, well, who do they play? Well, if you look at Pacelli's, you know, schedule, they played Hiram out of Hiram, Georgia. They're ranked number two in the state in five A. They're nineteen and three. They're loaded. They played Sandy Creek, the number one team in three A, probably gonna win a state championship. Played Lee Scott Academy. We know about that. We call that game out of Auburn, their number one team in Alabama, AISA. They're not scared of anyone. Hateville Charter, another top 10 team in 4A. They're not scared to play anybody. They go out. They schedule tough games. Coach Corey Black knew he may take some losses, but in the long run, he's trying to get to Macon. 
and win a state championship. And I, I see that for them. On the girls' side, there's about they're in the mix of about five or six teams that could win. It's more open there. On the boys' side, it's between probably Pacelli, Stratford, and George Walton out of Georgia. Um, the teams that are going to play for a state championship. Had a lot of fun today. Still got a lot of basketball to be played. I'm thinking about going on the road against Heritage. It's a big-time robbery game. The last time they played each other, Heritage didn't have their leading score. Pacelli did win by 20, but they didn't have their leading score. And Max, uh, the, the, I think it's Max Dunna. He uh, he is probably going to be between him and Cal Mellis, who's going to win Player of the Year for the GIAA Classification Four. He's been fantastic, and they beat Burkstone twice. They beat the Strong Rock Christian School several times. They are a top six, top seven team in the state as well. And playing at home, Pacelli knows about this from last year, played them at Heritage in the region tournament, lost by two points. It's going to be a tough game. Looking forward to be able to go on the road in Make. I think, you know, in Noonan, excuse me. Yeah, Noonan, that's yes. about an hour yeah. and a half away. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, you, you can make that trip. I mean, it's going to be on your uh, Thrift Bear and your Facebook page. Yeah, it'll be on my personal page. And coming up here in the next couple of weeks, man, and I know, Richard, you'll be helping me uh, when you can. Uh, Glenwood's playing. They'll be in the Elite Eight Final Four. I'm in the talks right now. If ASA permits it, well, I'll be able to live stream some of those games. Pacelli gets to host every game except for the state championship. So I'll be able to host – uh, be able to, you know, of course, we'll do the live stream uh, when playoffs start on Viking TV. And then you got Spencer. They're going to make a deep run. You got Northside. You got the girls basketball going to host playoff game. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to need help. So I'm looking forward to this playoff basketball that's going to start in the next couple of weeks after Valentine's Day is when everyone's season wraps up. I know Pacelli's yeah. last game's the 13th. The only um, – the AISA, they're going to be done that week, okay? So, region tournament starts. Glenwood won tonight, their, their senior night. Um, they play region tournament on Thursday. Championship will be on Friday. Next week, you have the Elite Eight, Final Four, and the state championship the week after. So, we'll be doing a lot of basketball coming up. Excited about it. Thrift Fair your Facebook page. Make sure you go and like and Sports Visions as well. And I'm excited about that. And then right after that, Richard, we got baseball. So it's nonstop here in the Chattanooga Valley area. And you, you and I have busy weeks. I'm, I'm actually calling. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the Rapids tomorrow, Friday. I'm the PA announcer for the Shaw Hardaway game. I mean, Shaw is like ten minutes away from my house. I reached out to Coach Horton. It means a lot to me because I was the PA announcer for Russell County last year, and and the fact that they don't even have one, he's just letting me do it. Is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And uh, we talked about this. It's a lost art. Not a lot of high schools have. PA announcers, all right? And it's something that football schools do because most of the football places are, I mean, football games are played at city-wide or, you know, um, fields and stuff. So the city is those. But in baseball, a lot of schools have their own baseball field. So it's up to the school to produce that. And most of them don't. So I hope a lot of schools reach out to you because it is, especially in baseball, having the batter called up, coming up next, having the battle called up to the plate. I mean, it, it's just and the, whoever the sub is, uh, if, it, if it's a home run, I think all that just brings very intri- good intricacies uh, to the game. So I'm glad you're doing that, Richard. Thank you, for it. And, of course, we already talked about it. I'm filling in for the Hall of Fame broadcaster Scott Miller on the call for Columbus State Baseball because there's a baseball game 
and a basketball game that's going on at the same time. And Scott Miller is going to be calling the basketball games. So, uh, yeah, Columbus State Baseball is opening this weekend, a three-game series against West Alabama. Scott's going to be calling game one on Friday. I'm going to be calling game two on Saturday because it's being played at the same time as the Cougars and Lady Cougars basketball just down the street at the Lumpkin Center. And then he's, of course, going to be on the broadcast Sunday. So it's, it's a big weekend of sports, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And we're not even to the Super Bowl yet. I mean, so, yeah, we got plenty of time to talk about the Super Bowl, make our picks. But Thrift, man, it's just been a pleasure just having you and Jack Patterson on the show at the same time. No doubt about it. I appreciate you having me on as always, Richard. Looking forward to what we got coming up here in the near future. We talked about Sports Visions radio show Thursday. We're dropping down who's about to be the Shaw High School football coach. Big announcement then. And of course, all the great guests that we always have on. On Monday, we had Nebias Wilborn. He is at Auburn. AL.com, one of the premier sites for all things sports in Alabama. He's the Auburn beat writer. We had him on to talk Auburn sports. We also talked about HBCUs and what's happening with Ed Reed and Bethune-Cookman. That's a hot topic in sports right now. We had a conversation with him. Tyler Redman, of course, is always having him on. We talked some Braves baseball. We had Jordan D. Hill, 247, Dogs 247. Talk Georgia football and basketball. Um, And then – Thinking of Stephen M. Uh, Stephen M. Smith, not yeah, Stephen M. Smith from Stephen Touchdown Alabama. M. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Uh, he is so so good, and he he knows that program inside and out. Got to talk about him about Alabama signing day in basketball. We had a lot of great guests on, and then Sam Crenshaw, who is the play-by-play guy for Georgia State Panthers. He's Atlanta Now News, and he's also a sports host on the weekends on ninety-two-nine The Game. Um, we got to have him on to talk all things Atlanta. And I asked a question about Trey Young. So if you missed that show or any of the great shows we've done, just like us on Facebook as always. And Richard, uh, we got a bright future ahead of us here in the next couple of weeks, man. So get some rest and uh, let's go um, Chattahoochee Valley sports teams. Absolutely. I want to thank Thrip Berenger. I want to thank WRBL Sports Director Jack Patterson. Thrip Berenger, you can catch him on Sports Visions, Flavor 92.1 from 4 to 6 p.m. on Mondays and Thursdays. And if you're not in the Columbus area and you can't tune the dial to 92.1, which I like to do, Thrip, when I'm in Columbus, but you know me, I work in LaGrange, so I listen to you guys on my phone on Facebook Live while I'm driving home down I-185. When I get to the signal where I can get 92.1, I make sure that I turn it to the radio dial in 92.1 because you guys do an incredible job. I love your show. I'm a huge fan of what you and DJ Jones have done. And you've had some amazing guests over the years. And just keep up the good work and just keep grinding because it's it's all going to pay off in the future. As we always say, man, you just keep on grinding. And eventually, all things will come to prosper if you keep working. Thanks, Richard, as always, man. Absolutely. Boy, this has been a great show. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank just everybody just watching us on Facebook Live. And uh, don't forget that this is going to be broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Stay tuned for Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Have a great night, everybody. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.